Welcome to Light Logic, the podcast that discusses everything you need to know about low voltage landscape lighting. Today we're back talking about technical topics in a new series we like to call Tech Talk. Hey, welcome to Tech Talk. This is Dr. Tom here with our first little session. And uh, everyone, welcome Chip Bowen. He's here with, with me for Tech Talk. Thanks, Tom. So uh, some of the stuff we're going to talk about right here is uh, transformers and some technical uh, troubleshooting ideas. Yeah. We're going to kind of go over some of the things that people call us about. And uh, we're going to keep this very simple, you know, but we do get some calls from contractors that are puzzled at times. Um, but a typical call that might come in is people just call and say the lights aren't working. And uh, what do I do? Where do I go from here? and they don't even really know where the transformer's at. And uh, you get those calls too, don't you, Chip? Oh yeah, if you get an end user, it, it could be, you know, you, you gotta really boil it down for them, you know, are all your lights out, or some of your lights out. And typically it starts, you know, right there at the transformer, you're going, you run them through the basics, you're gonna say, there's a timer inside it, a photo cell possibly in conjunction, you need to check these things, and the first thing they realize is they go, they don't even realize that they're removable or serviceable. So you have to kind of talk them through, you know, you unplug it, mm -hmm. plug that in, let's bypass it. Same thing with a photo cell if it has one. Well, speaking of plugging in and bypassing, you want to kind of get them to that first step, and that is, do you have power at your outlet? And, you know, a lot of people don't have a voltmeter, so you could always run an extension cord from a different outlet to the transformer just see if it turns on or if you don't have a voltmeter you could run it in the house turn a lamp on make sure it stays on unplug the lamp bring it out and plug it into the outlet that the transformer is plugged into if the lamp does not illuminate you don't have no power at your outlet it's probably a GFCI that's a good point, and we can get into that one a little bit later, but <clears throat> that kind of troubleshooting right there is, uh, is key. Um, also want to check that fuse, you know, and they can't just visually look at it. Uh, some of those uh, uh, ceramic fuses, you can't even see the filament inside it. So this is where having an, uh, a voltmeter that you can check continuity with is really key. Um, you're just guessing. Um, Sometimes you might get lucky and say, oh, you know what? I unplugged the timer and plugged it directly in there and voila, the lights are on. Great. Now you just need to get yourself a new timer. But uh, as you dig deeper in there, sometimes there's no replacement for having a meter. And speaking of fuses too, you're going to still find transformers out there in the marketplace with fuses, the slow blow time delay fuses. But we are switching to uh, breakers. Um, won't be long at all before you'll see all unique transformers will not have a fuse they will have breakers in them that's a really good point because when you're troubleshooting something like that you know you're looking for a breaker a fuse those you can visually see but another one that some manufacturers have put in there is a uh, thermal reset switch and that's internal inside there so the symptoms on that might be hey my lights come on they're on for an hour and then they go off I don't know why, you could take your meter, measuring for output, nothing there, but as soon as it cools down, turn it back on, there it is. And usually so you gotta mention that that thermal breaker tripping is in relation to the transformers running too hard. Exactly. It's probably 
on the verge of being overloaded or it is overloaded. Exactly. It's reacting to the heat that it's generating, so it is running too hard. And um, it kind of comes with the territory in this You probably want to, though, mention the 80% rule because it's not a unique rule. It applies to NEC and all electrical. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, um, you should only load a transformer to 80% of its capacity. Mm-hmm. So that's... I think that would be 400 watts on a 500 watt transformer, right? Yeah. So let's go back to the basic troubleshooting as far as if we've established there is power at the outlet the transformer is plugged into, then we have to establish with the customer, does the transformer have a photocell or does the transformer have a timer or it could be a light logic or smart logic module. If any one of those are yes, it does, you can bypass a photocell. And that's simply unplugging it and plugging in our uh, jumper plug. You can remove a timer. All the timers can be unplugged. And then you plug the transformer directly in. If the lights come on, you know the timer is not working or it's not programmed correctly. Same thing with a light logic module. Unplug it, plug the transformer directly in. If the lights come on, the light logic module could have failed or it's not programmed correctly. And uh, those are pretty much really simple, basic. And, um, you know, then it branches into, say, they call and say, one side of my lights are off. You get that call too, don't you, Chip? Yeah. So you know, when when some of my lights are out, it's 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 kind of a good point. We can we can start to eliminate the transformer because it is working. It's now a problem between point A, the transformer, and point B, the lights. And you want to start at the transformer and chase your way out there, uh, depending on what wiring method uh, they used when they installed it. Um, certainly hub methods and things like that are much easier to troubleshoot. Uh, you're going to run into a fuse at the first point of connection. Check that. Check for voltage right there. If you don't have voltage right there, well, now you know it's between point A and point B. There's probably a cut line or something like that along the way. And many times people don't have voltmeters. And uh, you can always take a lamp even. You can take a lamp and go to your first point of connection. That could be your first fixture on a line. Disconnect the connection and touch the two wires to the pins, if you will, or the bayonet part of the bulb, a known good bulb. If the bulb illuminates, you've got power there. But I have to say, um, anybody playing around with this stuff, Nowadays, you pretty much can go to any hardware store and you can find voltmeters for five to ten dollars. Oh, yeah, they're cheap and it's going to make things so much easier. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm going to share with you one thing that I saw one time in the field and I almost couldn't believe it because we were doing the same thing. We we're going out and doing this little troubleshoot, and I got to the hub and I checked the voltage there at the hub, and, and you know, it's great, it's 12 volts, you know. But as soon as I put the lamps on, the voltage dropped down to zero. You know what that's called, too, don't you? (laughs) 
So there was a connection in the fuse that was so just barely connecting and it was able to support the 12 volts coming to the hub and seeing it. But as soon as you added a load, the connection went away. That's correct. So, and if you didn't see something like that, you probably never would believe it. And just to kind of bring that back, I call it ghost voltage. And this is really something that puzzles people. But what Chip was talking about is it's very simple. It's very easy for 12 volts to pass through a bad connection if there is no load. And so the slightest hair of copper wire touching can make that voltage pass through. As soon as you put a load on it, boom, it disappears. So don't always be fooled by the fact that you're getting a 12 volt reading. Apply a lamp or something to it, apply a load. And if that voltage goes away, you've got a bad connection somewhere. You know, I was gonna ask you, Tom, you spent a lot of years doing this. What are some of the craziest things you've run into or seen? The craziest things is the people will spend a fortune on transformers and on fixtures and will just try to be as cheap as possible when it comes to wire and connections and that's the foundation of a lighting system and it is usually the root of all evil it is the death of a lighting system You're right that the integrity of all the connections and the wire is everything in a system so Yep. All right. Well, this is Tech Talk. I hope uh, this has helped you out. And me and Chip are always available. Give us a buzz sometime. Shoot us an email. We'd be glad to help help you troubleshoot your system. Thanks, Tom. Thank you.